All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first podcast of the Comic Dads. I'm Andrew here with Egypt, of course. How are you guys doing tonight? We are going to open it up just by starting off and talking a little bit about ourselves, just to get you guys familiar with us and our backgrounds. And where we come at from our comic book history and whatnot. So I'll start off. I'm Andrew. I'm 33. I really learned comics from my brothers. Uh, They were big into Excalibur, X-Force, Doctor Strange, Avengers, West Coast Avengers, Spider-Man, all that good Marvel stuff. And uh, got me into that. I got real big into X-Men 2099, stuck with the Marvel thing. My son is five. He's Troy. He is a goofball and comic book dork just like his daddy, although he's uh, much more into the movies these days. Guardians of the Galaxy, all the video games, etc. Hey guys, my name's Egypt and uh, I am 27 and I've got a handful of kids. i got a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a one-year-old. got my hands full to say the least. Um, I am all over the board when it comes to comics. I started off just strictly DC dark horse for the most part a huge batman flash justice league fan kids are primarily into the bat family like robin is the coolest guy ever to them i think as far as the comics though uh my nine-year-old girl is in love absolutely with wonder woman and i mean what little girl isn't girl power (laughs) works for the spice girls works for wonder woman everybody wins so As we are adults and parents and, you know, all that kind of funness, we decided this would be much more fun if we did it with a beer. So every episode podcast, we're going to try to do a beer that we're splitting, that we're enjoying, trying. This week's submission is the Elysian Breakbeat IPA. Look good at the store. Elysian's a great brewery, even though AB just bought them. I'm sure it'll taste good because I haven't had a bad Elysian beer in a long time. So. And really, I mean, is there really such thing as bad beer? That's very true. So nice little IPA. Get us going. Get the juices flowing. With our first go of the uh, topic, it is Deadpool. Came out in the movie theaters. We've seen it. It's great. Highly recommend it. Going to do a little five-minute talking about review, what we thought, where we think it's going, that kind of thing. So what did you think, Agent? Oh, gosh. I mean, Brian Reynolds, like, he killed it. He did absolutely amazing. Like, I don't think anybody else could have done as good as Ryan Reynolds. Um, the movie was hilarious. Like, it was just really well put together. They introduced some characters that I wasn't even really familiar with, but that now I'm interested in them. I'm like, they did great on that. What was your favorite – I got to ask. What was your favorite moment in Deadpool? My, my favorite moment in Deadpool – was uh, when the cab got hit from behind with uh, his cab driver's love interest in it. It just made me chuckle because when they were getting out of the cab and they forgot the guns because Deadpool always forgets his guns. Always forgets something. That's a running gag. And uh, just, you know, don't do that. Good job. Good job. You know, and it was very Ryan Reynolds. I see Van Wilder every time. And with the cab driver, (laughs) it made me chuckle even more because that's all I saw was Van Wilder was him helping Taj. You know, dine at one American pink taco stand. You know, it was just great. And all the little Easter eggs in there were fabulous. I mean, what did you like best of the Easter eggs? Because there were a ton in there. My favorite, I think, it wasn't even an Easter egg because it was so direct. When he was like, he knocks on the door and he's just like, wait, there's just you two here? What is there just no one home? Or is the, the movie studio not rich enough to be able to pull them in? Yeah, the, the opening credits, too, where it was just introducing, you know, some asshat, a bunch of a talentless ass clown or whatever they were. It was it was fabulous way to introduce the movie and 
and really target the Deadpool. I really, really, really like the uh, the credit scene with the Ferris Bueller's Day Off kind of homage to oh, fourth wall to fourth wall breakers everywhere. Uh, so, what do you think of the sequel? They oh, already announced it's happening. Cable? It's cable gonna be our Deadpool. I'm in. I'm sold. Like. I don't even know what actor I want to play this because I've seen online already like seven different people that keep getting rotated through all the comic pages. Um, and I don't even care at this point. I'm just so excited for a cable Deadpool. Well, do they do cable Deadpool or do they do X-Force? I mean, I read something today that they were talking about Domino being in there, which pretty much points That's to the X-Force. X-Force, yeah. I mean, all you got to do is mix in Shatterstar, Warpath, some of those other Wolverine, Wolverine. some oh, of those gosh. other guys, and you're golden. Like I want, I would really enjoy to see like a X Force movie kind of going the direction that I can see like Suicide Squad going with, like something like that. Something Obviously darker. In their, something in their own aspect. Yeah, definitely another rated R movie. Like I know this is gonna be a huge topic for the next couple couple years, anyways. Like, oh, is this gonna be rated R? Even Batman versus Superman is coming out uh, Blu-ray rated R with a rated R, which makes sense. I mean. You can do so much more with your releases, and most of the uh, Blu-ray DVDs do come with unrated versions, and that's nothing new. I don't think it's anything that surprising, but I no, mean, this not, rated not a ton. this rated R kick. I, <laughs> there are plenty of superhero movies that were rated R before this. I actually looked up a list, and this guy formula uh, formatted a fifty list. I mean, some of them weren't necessarily comic comic movies, but. V for Vendetta. Yeah. Uh, the Watchmen. The Watchmen. There were a lot. There were a lot of plenty of movies that have done this before. It's just this one got big traction because it was the first Marvel or DC to do it. And while that is cool and and nice, I don't think it's going to be the trend because Marvel and Disney and DC all like money, and the money is taking the kids to these things and then selling them gear for it. So I mean, while you do see a few Deadpool costumes at Comic Con. With the kiddos. You oh, there's going to be so many this you, year. You see a lot more Supermans, Batmans, Robins, everything else, because it's more marketable, and I think that will continue. And Definitely. you're not going to see a slew of rated R movies just because Deadpool, <laughs> Deadpool did what Deadpool wanted. I mean, it's everything you wanted from a Deadpool movie. There's some was... characters you can't even make rated R if you wanted to. Like, can you imagine a rated R Spider-Man? Like, what would what would it take to get a rated R Spider-Man? Yeah, that'd be a tough one. That wouldn't be easy. What rated radar Spider-Man would be a tough one. Batman and Robin wouldn't necessarily be that hard with the Frank Miller stuff. Yeah. But not getting kids to a Batman movie would kill studios. Oh, like, that would destroy. That they, would no one, destroy. No one, no one would go to that. I mean, we'd get the adults going like we did for Deadpool, but, but you wouldn't kids, make nearly oh, the money. Gosh, no. I mean, I remember when Michael Keaton's Batman came out. That was everywhere on McDonald's cups in every commercial. Every, oh, I remember those McDonald's cups. Don't don't get me wrong. I collected all of them. You couldn't throw a rock <laughs> and not make money off of Batman at that time. They got to keep Batman movies. somewhat campy for yeah. the kids. Like, yeah. You can't make it rated R. And that's how Adam West made it happen, too. I mean, how he many of us saw the 60s and 70s Batman and were like, this is campy as hell, but I can't not watch it because it's <laughs> great. I mean, we love Adam West for it. But that's good because that's going to transition us to the next movie we see coming out, Batman vs. Superman. I know Egypt's a little more excited about this one because he's our uh, DC dork of the bunch and huge Batman fan himself. So you, you I, run on what you like on this one. I'm all over the place. Like Jesse Eisenberg first. At first I was just not really happy with the casting on that. But now that I'm seeing the trailers and everything else, I think he's – I'm interested to see him. I think he's doing a really different take on Lex Luthor. 
but I like it. I'm really enjoying what he's doing with it. I'm really liking this darker version of Superman. Like, he's not as friendly. He's not as Boy Scouty. Like, he's definitely, you know, you see him walk in and sit there in front of the United Nations like, hey guys, just showing up however he wants to. But still, I don't know. I'm all over the place. I'm so excited. I'm stumbling over my words. Ben Affleck looks great. I'm so curious to see who the real villain is in this. Is it Jesse Eisenberg as Lex? There's Doomsday. There's Darkseid. Where are they going with this? I don't even know. Well, it'll be fun because you've got the Superman kind of being a bad guy and controlling powers is what led us to some of the great video games you've had, too. And injustice. It's injustice. Injustice. And it's, it's, it's nice to see kind of the, the comic book video games grabbing some of the love for the story. And hopefully it does well. I like Ben Affleck as Batman. I, I like him almost as I look as I like Michael Keaton, and I love Michael Keaton. So it'll be good to see what Ben Affleck can do and hopefully redeem himself from the Daredevil mess <laughs> that was Daredevil because that was just bad, and I that don't was, think it was his fault. No, but. it wasn't, but it was still bad. But as long as we see some good Superman stuff, it's it in my mind, it's fun seeing the comparison between Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark as millionaire playboys who have to defeat super gods. I mean, we had the Hulkbuster armor <laughs> in the last Avengers movie. Now we got the, now we got we the, got the Superman, Superman armor. Yeah, it's, it, it just cracks me up that there's so much crossover, but there's always been that. So next up, we got something near and dear to our hearts. Uh, the X movies, as you heard on our intro, big fans of the cartoon back in the day because that was our childhood. But that theme song will literally the, stay in my heart forever. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to not hear that guitar riff and love that. So the X Men is coming out with Age of Apocalypse. Now I'm torn because I didn't even go see Days of Future Past because First Class, Wolverine Origins, Wolverine or X Men Origins, Wolverine, and everything put such a bad taste in my mouth that. They have to really earn me back to get my dollar in the theater. I mean, I bought X-Men First Class for three bucks on Black Friday. That's how much I didn't want to give them money to see this. <laughs> uh, so I, it looks all right. I'm happy with Archangel, Nightcrawler. They got some of my favorite X-Men in it. The question is, you know, how do they figure out how to screw this one up? Because it seems all they know how to do is screw up X-Men movies. It's it's like Fantastic Four and Spider-Man 3 all over again. You're just watching the train wreck over and over. I've noticed this pattern with uh, the X-Men movies, man. Like, they they really, really pushed to put all their money into, like, the special effects and everything else where I think they don't care about the plot and the storyline. Like, there's always so many loopholes in all these movies. Like, half the time I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like, after, you know, knowing and reading and knowing about the X-Men, I'm... I'm, like, almost, like, offended. I'm, like, why would you do that? Yeah, it, it feels like me, with me, it's the same way I feel about the Transformers movie. It's, like, you guys are taking a known commodity that you know there's a fan base for, that people will line up and give you money all the time if you just, just keep moving. grab the comic book or grab the cartoon and run that story. You don't have to just get please. all creative. You don't have to go nuts. And for for my mind, the thing that really bugs me with the X-Men stuff, is there's only three stories that they ever hit. Days of Future Past. I was, I was that, I had Dark to go, Phoenix. Okay, and Dark Apocalypse. Phoenix. Those are the only three stories any X-Men movie or X-Men thing really wants to hit. I mean, I pulled out some of my comics, the old, uh, uh, Fatal Attraction series, 
when Wolverine gets his adamantium pulled out by Magneto feeling like a badass. I mean, there's, there's so many great lines that they the, can choose from. I'm the like, Evolutionary you, uh, War, any of the stuff with the Savage Land they can do. There's so much. Well, they extra. did touch on the first class, but I I think first class was okay. Okay, is <laughs> like really as far as I'm gonna go with it's, that. It, it was the okayest X Men movie. It, it really yeah. was, just because I'm like, well. They didn't totally ruin it. And Magneto was the saving grace for me. Hey, I, I like Kevin good... Bacon's bacon, but, you know, <laughs> it's it's still, like, there's so much in the X-Verse that they could tackle, particularly with Civil War, they could try to bring in some, some X-Factor, even if they don't call it X-Factor, right. and call it X-Men and make it that government tie-in that X-Factor had. I mean, there's so many, X-Men's been around since 1977. You're telling me. That in 40-some years, 50-some years of comic book writing, these are the only three stories we can tackle in the X-Men universe? There's a lot to tackle there. There's a lot in there. There's a lot of great characters. It it just seems like they're mashing up different... Particularly what killed me in X-Men First Class was how they mashed up different time periods for no good goddamn reason. I mean, how do you call a movie First Class without having any of the First Class X-Men in there? Yeah, that Furthermore, let's throw some 90s X-Men with some 2000s X-Men with some 70s X-Men. Just but they're all the same age. But they're all the same age. Like, yeah. It's Makes just sense. weird. What is the one character in the X-Men that you would love to see that hasn't been in a movie but you would like to see? It? That hasn't been in yes. a movie but I would love to see in a movie. That is a great goddamn question. I, I, I mean, my love is always with Longshot, but that, like, Longshot, Dazzler... Kind of doing Colossus right with it, that that kind of late 80s, 90s X-Men, that the X-Men video game, the stand-up six-player X-Men was based on, that kind of time period would be great. Because just, it was so much Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, Asteroid M, that yeah. kind of thing, and it would be a fun fun story to tell and, and get some, some screen time for folks you haven't seen. I mean, Shadowcat's been there, Kitty Pride hasn't really been that involved. Yeah, you know the Kitty like, Pride, uh, Colossus, Dazzler, Longshot period of the X Men, Storm with a big long hair or a mohawk, your choice. Hey, I'll take either or. I love Storm. You but I mean, you her. tie those X Men in. I think we there's really a market for it that they're not tapping. But I mean, what do you think on your your X Men that you'd like to see? Oh, it's a no brainer. Hope Summers. Hope. But then again, we got Cable, obviously coming, and with Cable and Hope Summers. Those two go hand in hand. The like, children, the children of Cyclops and Jean Grey. That's that would be a good story. I mean, with bringing I, time travel in, maybe there is hope for the X universe. If I they hope. Can actually pull, I hope so. I, I hope Hope Summer shows up. Is that? That's always fun. <laughs> Huge crush on her. Like you know, the call me crushes. I'm just like I start fanning myself. Whew, it's getting hot in her. So, uh, doing a little segment, since we are, you know, the comic dads, we should probably talk about comic books at some point, not just the movies. So, we're a big fan of running down to, to our comic book store, and it's nice that there are so many good comic book stores still around. I know, you know, the prime time was the 80s and the 90s, but they're still out there. They're still doing good, so go support your local store. Buy some books. Make the world a better place. Fight, you know. We wouldn't be where we are today with comics without, without them. them. And uh, we'll give a little shout out to our comic stop, the Comic Den, uh, awesome little shop down here in downtown Renton, Washington. It's it's awesome. They're always fun. They're always real knowledgeable. So what we're reading now, we went on a little trip this last week, and I picked up 
the start of the Doctor Strange reboot one and two. Loved it a lot. It was really good because they did a nice job just jumping right into where you have Doc Strange now while at the same time giving a little homage to the original series and doing like a one page on the front that cycled through the entire backstory. So it was real it was real nice to see that and have, you know, the surgeon and the sorcerer supreme and all the bad guys and all the fun stuff that you don't think about when you're walking through your day in the the wonderful world of sorcery and magic and other dimensions and it's one of my favorite stories and I'm really really excited to see what the movie does if it keeps it kind of fun and jokey like this or if it, you know, goes it takes darker. more of a serious edge to it. It'll be nice to introduce magic to the Marvel Universe. I think Doctor Strange is one of those characters that keeps it witty and sarcastic and dry. And I really like, I, I don't know, I've always liked Strange. He's cool. This week, my pickup was Superman American Alien. I only picked up, I think, the first four issues because I think that's all that's out right now. Interesting take on this line. I'm enjoying it. So each comic... It's not in a sequential order. You could read these comics out of order and it doesn't matter. Each comic is a different time period, a very pinnacle time period for him and his life. So the first issue, issue number one, is all about him learning how to fly. And, like, him as a kid and his process of how he even, like, little spoiler alert, why the cape came into play. And, like, little factors like that were really cool. The second issue takes place on him after he's already been kind of developed as Superman, meets Bruce Wayne for the first time. So each comic is a different time period. I'm really enjoying how they're doing it. And also it's a different artist each week as well. So it's always fun to see the comparison. It's a little art transition. Every single comic is different, and it's really cool. That's nice. So uh, we're one more thing we're going to do with this because we can. We're going to do what we call a comic swap. So I've got some stuff at home. Egypt's got some stuff at home. And what we're buying and reading, we may trade out. So for my comic swap for Egypt this week, doesn't necessarily have to read it this week, but a uh, reprint of the X-Men Evolutionary War from back in the day with the X-Babies in it, and Storm, Longshot Rogue, Havoc, Psylocke. Dazzler, Colossus for the X-Men, one of my favorite X-Men teams. Um, and a, a fun story with the High Evolutionary. And then a couple more sets. I do love four-piece, five-piece, six-piece little comic series. So Keep it nice, um, short, and sweet. I like it, Short, too. sweet, in and out. So I'm giving them Longshot Saves the Marvel Universe to read. And then also the uh, X-Men and Spider-Man four-part. That was great because it transitioned through Spider-Man's time period as he went through the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s, and then how the X-Men went through the 60s, 70s, oh, 80s, cool. 90s. I'm excited to read that And it that gives one. different teams yeah, of X-Men the throughout like it. It's Secret really Wars, nice. Spider-Man on there. I see that. So, yeah. I mean, there's some good stuff in here. So that's my uh, comic swap with Egypt. I'm bringing to the table um, the New 52's Batman Volume 1, The Court of Owls, which... I will argue with pretty much any Bat fan. I, I feel like I'm pretty knowledgeable when it comes to Batman comics. I've read a lot of Batman. This is my favorite volume I have ever read. Um, Court of Owls is so deep and just like, if you haven't read it, it's um, the arts by Greg Capallo, the writings by Scott Snyder. Snyder is arguably the best Batman writer of our generation anyways. Uh, or my generation, I should say. It's just a mystery upon a mystery. It's actually 
Batman's first mystery coming back to haunt him. Who were the people who really killed his parents? And he, uh, it takes you back to when he was, I want to say, like, 12 years old and goes on his first, I guess, mystery. Like, he was really pulling his detective skills out even that young. And he wasn't able, able to solve it. And the same questions arise with him being Batman. You know, he's already probably like five. No, he's very developed by now. This is after Jason Todd, um, after after all the deaths in the family, everything else. Um, so it's a great read, and I'm I'm excited to see what you say about this one. Well, we'll see what dreams come true. So enjoy reading those, and I'll do the same. And uh, as we wouldn't be good parents if we weren't watching <laughs> what our kids were playing, we got a little segment on the video games of the, the comic book world these days, where we want to go with them, what we've been playing with the kids or what the kids have been playing. Usually with my son, it's, Daddy, play for me. Get through this tough part so I can go back to playing. So Yeah, that's I get that too. I don't actually get to play. It's just the tough part. The two big kids take it all up, and it's not a three-player game. I want to get down on some Legos Avengers too, but nope. <laughs> so what did you think of Lego Avengers? You've got that um, one. I don't yet. So what, what do you think? I'm still comparing all the Lego games to Lego Batman 3. Because Lego Batman 3 was awesome. You got to go to different planets, so you can go to all the different Green Lantern planets. It was great. I loved that one. Avengers, I actually, I've only played like half, I've only played maybe like half an hour to an hour of it. Because my lady and kid already beat the game without me. They couldn't even wait. They used my game file to finish the game. I was like, that's jacked up. Ain't, ain't that how it always is? I mean, it's okay. Like, but like Chris need... Rock says, all daddy gets is the big piece of chicken. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> but I know I've got Lego Dimensions. And I feel kind of the same way Egypt does about the Lego games. It seems like all the Lego games seem to be the same kind of thing over and over again. They haven't really innovated too much. I no, like, I don't feel like they have, really. I like Lego Dimensions because it brings in the building of things, but it's not exactly the most complicated things you're building. Have you played any of the PlayStation version of that or the Play? No. Is that for PlayStation exclusive or what is Dimensions? That? Not Dimensions. There's this new game that kind of looks the same as Dimensions that just came out. I I have I'm an Xbox guy, so I have no idea. I'm not sure if it's for PlayStation or our console too, but there's a new format coming out that might be the game changer. Well, maybe let's hope so, because all the Lego games feel the same. The nice thing with Lego Dimensions is it's basically the best crossover ever. Like if yeah, your girls you if your girls not into video games, you can probably find something for. Her. I know Back to the Future's big in my house. Oh, that's or a good one. The that's Wizard of Oz. Doctor Who for some of you sci-fi dorks that I don't have because I'm not a Doctor Who guy. But I'm not necessarily either, but I give it respect. I, I actually enjoy it a lot. Hey, I'll argue Trek and Star Wars with the best <laughs> of them, but I, I'm not into the Doctor Who. But, I mean, what video games did you like and styles you like that you need to bring back? I know I know for me, the Ultimate Alliance type games, oh, that was either, either the X-Men versions or the Ultimate Alliance itself where you can just play multitude of heroes, go through a story. Uh, I think. Yeah, dude. They, number three was great. I, the third one was, or I, second or third one, I, I can't remember. The second one was the Civil War. The first one was Doctor Doom going power hungry. I can't decide which one I like better for the Ultimate Alliance. I want to go with two, just because I the graphics were so much better. The character development was better as far as leveling up. It was a good game. But that kind of upgrading skills is something that needs to come back. I think that that kind of action RPG style game really needs to come back, particularly with X-Men. They did a Apocalypse version. Now with Age of Apocalypse coming out, they could probably do a pretty easy tie-in 
make some money off of us money grubbing yahoos I trying would, to be like fry and just take our money i would like to see marvel do more i mean they've done it with spider-man isk 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 but i would like to see more of a um superhero open world gameplay be be like um uh arkham city the whole arkham, arkham series that was great. Like there, that that you're never gonna get a better DC game than that. That is that is one that of is the places pinnacle. that DC is definitely kicking Marvel's butt, and it ain't it ain't too far to see why. Because all Marvel does for their video games is release a movie game and then copy the storyline and then copy every the single second of the movie. Like, and, that's, and and who cares? That's not fun. But Arkham Asylum was great. It introduced a new take on Harley and Joker and Batman himself. Oh, and gosh. So and, was, and I know it's a little – I know it's still a little <laughs> – it's been a while since it's been out, but still people might get mad. The whole Jason Todd thing, fantastic. Like I just played it the other day, went through that storyline, and I was, I was getting the feels back real fast. <laughs> <laughs> and we wouldn't be our comic dorks if we didn't talk about a uh, app game near and dear to our heart. We both are avid Future Fight players and have been playing this since pretty much day, day one, one off the game. Yeah, I think it's been like, day, what is it, day 300 or something? Yeah, day 300. Did an anniversary thing, yeah. I think we started separately, but within a day or two of each other, he was like, oh, you got to play this game. And I'm like, oh, I already got it and we're <laughs> we, We're already playing. So we're we're relatively cheap when it comes to it. we can't we aren't level 66 red stars everywhere but we got a few six guys and we're moving up in the world trying to get trying to get that pinnacle what do you think of the game where do you want to see it go we got to be getting close to edition 2.0 which i think hopefully they do something big maybe on the one well, year they'll do a big kind big, of big i want a character bigger better character release um this has been kind of the the fallback on a lot of games, not even mobile gaming, but as far as mobile gaming, they have a crazy amount of characters. I think it's up to like 60 different Marvel characters, all different costumes, versions, different, I mean, universes. They have a, they have a lot. I would like to see like a 10 character drop and I would like to see them incorporate the X-Men. Uh, what's the uh, champions of the contest of champions? Yes. They have the X-Men. How come we can't have the X-Men? They have Deadpool. They've had Deadpool before, like a year before the Deadpool movie came out. That does make him sad, but I saved this for him. I was talking to him last night on what I wanted to see for the the drop for the 2.0. And for me, what would make me really, really happy and redeem the bad movies of them in my eyes is if they did a Fantastic Four drop with Doom and Silver Surfer. That would just be awesome. You get a great villain. Because I would level up Doom and make Doom one of my top dogs. I would, I would start spending money again on this. Because I love Doom. And seeing what Fantastic Four can do. I mean, Human Torch and Thing have always been some of my favorites. I feel favorites. so bad for the Fantastic Four, the comics. Like, there's no Fantastic Four new comics right now. Like, yeah, there, it's. They're tied in with, like, other people, but they don't. I want them to have their own line again. It's Marvel's first family, and with the movies being so bad, and them making a. Reed Richards and Sue Storm's kid like a god. Oh gosh, Ben Ben Franklin. It kind of oh. it kind of takes some of the fun off of it, and and kind of makes you forget that yeah, Reed Richards and Doctor Doom are one of the greatest comic rivalries ever written. I mean, started off as students at the same school. I mean, and, there's and so save, much to save our ass real quick. I know that uh, the whole the entire uh, Fantastic Four was recently in the 2015 Secret Wars 
and I just want them from there. I want to, that family uh, from the Secret Wars to really take off and have their own spinoff. That's yeah. what I'm asking we're for. Not, we're not saying bring Herbie the robot back. No, that's no. just cheesy as hell. You can keep Herbie. <laughs> you can keep, keep Herbie. Herbie. We don't need that. But that's it for our little show this fine day. Thank you very much for listening. And remember, if you don't know who to vote for in this election, write in Stan the Man Lee, because we all know he can make America great again. Don't forget, vote for Stan. <laughs>